What is up, Lounge and DM Buy It Now? We are live. If you don't know us, we are Jammers in the Rough. We have been doing a podcast for about 15 weeks now, but before that, we did a little kind of small series of about 10. So we thought, what better time to bring it to a bigger audience than now? So we have our co-hosts, as usual, Josh, who's just kind of figuring it out, Winter. We got Cody, who's the absolute worst, and an amazing special guest, Zach Wendell of Terminal Velocity, uh, Mr. Ursus himself, and as always, me, Paige. Pretty pretty short and sweet, simple. Short, so we're super short page. <laughs> we're, we're definitely glad to be here, guys. We are on this platform so we can see your live comments coming in. Um, but we're mostly kind of just here to kind of talk, hang out, and do our normal weekly podcasts. So, Zach, you want to tell the people who you are, the new time viewers? Yeah, um, for anyone who doesn't know me, I uh, run Terminal Velocity Discs, uh, retailer slash uh, manufacturer now. Um, if you go to my website, you can find basically every company. Um, and then, yeah, about... January, we started manufacturing our own discs. Um, first release was the Ursus. Yep, that's the only mold we have right now. Work on other molds. Um, should have a Color Glow Ursus coming out very soon. But, yep, that's me. That's you. <laughs> I got Disc Mania. Not a lot. They don't release a lot these days, but not a ton. Don't sell out. They also don't have a, have a lot to to purchase to resell right now as well. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I was say, you sell most of that real quick anyways. Yeah, and especially like they, they any of the, the good stuff, they kind of limit the drops um, to the uh, the resellers. So, I mean, yeah, you get like 30, and then they sell out within the hour, and it's like, yep, don't got those anymore. <laughs> but give it some time. You know, they, you know, having their own production company or production plant. Yeah, yeah. Sooner or later, yeah. we're going to have oh. a lot. You'll, uh, you guys will kind of like this tidbit. So I was talking to uh, Legacy, who manufactures the Ursus for me. And um, it's kind of, I was talking to one of the main guys over there. And I know you kind of, you can kind of tell with the hand feel, but they get the same plastic from Italy. They just oh, didn't, really? they just didn't know that they were supposed to brag about it. <laughs> so so they, they've it's had it for a while. Yeah, no, I was like, I don't know how you market that now because this many has already marketed it, but they, that's what the glass is. It's Italian plastic. The glass okay. the, on the... Yeah, it, it's this. It's the same Italian plastic. I mean, oh, they might they might add some stuff to it, but they get their plastic It's an Italian it. blend. It's an Italian blend. With spices. Yeah. Oregano. Ooh. Yeah. So then is the color glow going to be pretty similar to the Iron Samurai 3 then? Like in feel? Uh, um... I honestly don't know what this mania is doing, obviously, but um, I, I, the blends I've tried out, um, they were a little bit more dense. Um, I would say more like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's more of Innova feel to me, but I told them I wanted the glass kind of the same feel as the glass. So we might have a different kind of blend that I've never even tried before. So honestly, I don't even know. Color Glow, I think it's going to be less stable. Like I said, the the runs that I have tried, the Color Glow is a tick less stable, and it probably beats in nicer than the glass. And it's a little bit tackier, a little bit stiffer. It's it's probably my favorite blend that I've tried. But 
like I said, they asked me what I wanted to do. I said, give me the same glass because I've been loving how gummy it is. And so it's going to be color glow glass and we're calling it calcite, which is a mineral that naturally glows. Oh, what? You're getting all fucking scientific. <laughs> Everything's scientific over here. <laughs> well, I will say, like, I love my Ursus. I ended up losing it in a pond yesterday and mm. was up north in 360. Disc Golf had three Ursuses in stock, so I was able to grab three green ones and have some backups. So that's kind of sweet to see you on, like, randomly on shelves. And do I have to wait, like, two or three days because I need it this weekend and get them in? So I was stoked. Over it all day? No, 360. Okay. Up in like Bremerton, Washington. Yeah, he, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he got them straight from me or if he got them from I, Infinite. He might. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I know he boasts about having like 51 brands in his store. It's something that he like really is excited about. He wants to build on. So yeah. you go in there and you're seeing like all of these like random brands, but there, there was on their little shelf was an Ursus. <laughs> well, that is cool to see. Yeah. No, I loved it. But yeah, guys, matchy hats. We got the hat gang, Finley hats. That's right. It's terminal velocity night. It's terminal, terminal velocity, velocity night. Yeah. Oh wait, Cody's repping the page hat. <laughs> <laughs> the hats are nice. I thought they were gonna be too big for my head because I don't have a huge head, and I, I'm not a huge flat bill guy. But I mean, I, I'm, I haven't been wearing it out to the course. I feel like it's too nice for that. But like, I went out to dinner with the wife today, and I put it on. Like, it's a very nice hat. It's no, better hat. This is my fancy hat. Yeah, no, I got. I, I mean, the other ones. I feel like it's a good like sweat hat. I don't want to sweat too much in this one. I don't yeah. know. I, I've like worn mine in rain. This is my disc golfing hat, and I've ruined. I've like straight up ruined hats. <laughs> but I also got a big box back here of inventory that I can just start to dip in, get high on my own supply. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you start selling some, I, I've had a couple people reach out to me, and I kind of sent them your way if they knew you. But okay, yeah, I mean, I need to get selling them. I'm kind of just like hoarding them and been doing like, oh, eventually I'll I'll post them again. But <laughs> I've been a little bit busy and preoccupied in order to do that. And like I said, I've I've got yeah. three that I've been let's, rocking and liking them. Yeah, let's run out so we can order some more. Heck yeah! Get the bears this next time. Yeah. I just ordered a crap ton more stickers. Every of the Glow Ursus will come with one of these holographic stickers. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the artwork on the new one. That's going to be yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for it. <laughs> well, like, we got something that I can pull up here. Get your take on it, Zach. Let's see. I think I got it right here. Uh-oh. Oh, oh yeah. this? Stick a stick a stick a look. So, while we're talking about the Ursus, here's a you know pretty big pro. Let's see what they have to say, Mr. Eric Oakley. And now we'll move on to the mid ranges. In the mid range slots, I have an overstable Ursus. So this has been going in and out uh, with the Justice. I still I still bag some Justices uh, from time to time, but that is just in the backup bag where I'm really loving the terminal velocity Ursus. This thing is a, like a beat up justice. I can stretch it a little bit farther, but I can still get that overstability. When I throw it with touch, it works really well, but it's just a, a bit faster and more overstable than the zone. So really liking this, especially in this glass plastic, it is just money. 
Great shape, very similar to a Justice, so it's easy to kind of slot them in and out um, depending on what I need. If I want something a little less glide, I would throw a Justice. If I want, if I, the glide isn't an issue, then I throw the Ursus. So it's it's really, really nice. So big fan, loving this disc. Wow, wow, wow. Look at that. That's a good touch. I didn't know you guys were going to do that, but yeah. Um, Surprise! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was awesome to see. I wasn't sure if it was going to make the bag. I've been talking to him. Um, we have a mutual friend, and I kind of got a hold of him a couple months ago. And um, I was like, let me send you some of these. I know you you like the Justice, and I think this is kind of just like a, a beat in Justice. It's kind of like what I've been saying from day one. But um, for us guys that don't have the, the pro arm strength, I think it's exactly what you want in that, like, that overstable mid-slot. And I wish you would have flicked it, because I think that's where it shines. If you've that was got like a, my... Oh, that was my one pushback on the video, especially like Oakley. Like it, uh, anybody, yeah. I want to see Oakley flick it because he's so much more known for his flick, and that's yeah. where this disc shines. <laughs> yeah, and mine's mine's gotten beat in, and I think once they kind of lose some of that stability when they beat in, it's like every overstable disc. Once you beat them in a little bit, they lose a little bit of that fade. And mine's at the point like when I'm flicking it, I if there's like wind at all, I have to hyzer flip it. Like I went like 30 feet long on a, I don't know, 250 foot hole the other day where I was just trying to ace it and it, it flipped on me. So they, they definitely beat in and it's just like a dead straight flick mid. Heck yeah. But yeah, um, we're talking about doing a run together. Uh, we're still working on the details of that. Uh, I mean, it's been in the works for a while and it's just kind of a slow grind at this point of just trying to figure out the details. But I, I would expect an Eric Oakley um, Ursus at some point. See, that I'd love to hear. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be sweet. And like I said, I'm just, I'm, it's a, I, I was an unpaid advertisement at this point. It's just, I just, he honestly just liked it. So, yeah. That's huge, though. That's a, that's a, that's a big compliment. Like, if nothing else, like, that yeah. must make you feel like real good. You know, yeah, something you created that this pro loves so much that, you know, yeah. he makes a point to like talk about it for a while in his bag. And he's mentioned in a couple of different podcasts too. Mm -hmm. And like, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy where it's just like the dude can throw anything he wants. And I mean, that's one of the cool things that he's doing right now and that, that move and, um, to infinite where he can throw anything he wants. And obviously he has to throw a little infinite, he has to throw a little thought space, but the dude's gotten to try every disc on the market and he picked mine. So it is, it's sweet. Well, what better compliment than like somebody who's been so known for throwing the justice for so long, has mm -hmm. his beat in, um, and still switched over and still wanted to keep throwing the justice. But then, he, lo and behold, this very like new company came out and replaced his beat in justices, and he's able to stretch out just a little bit further, yeah. a little bit more glide. I, I think that's huge. Like you can't ask for a better like introduction than just that, right? Like I think I, yeah. like some of the other discs, like Era, like with Joe Gibson, like nobody's fighting to line up that disc in their bag right now, and you're not um, really um, not many people can. Yeah, Let's, like I mean, I I I bet a lot more people would be throwing the Ursus if everyone was open back, you know. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing with the Era, but um, I actually I haven't gotten to throw one yet, and I've heard really good things about them. But um, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like talking to Eric and kind of hearing him talk about it a couple times. It's it's the same thing. It was like like yeah, if I could, I'd throw a Night Strike and a second run FD like all day. But I don't want to lose a hundred dollar disc, and so he's the same way. Where it's like, hey, I've got this justice; it's beat in. But if you lose that thing, you're done. Like you have to spend five more years beating that disc into like perfection, or you can get an Ursus day one, 
and you lose one, you're like, ah, well, I got a hit a couple of trees with it, but it'll be back to where I want it in a month. Yep. Like, I lost in a month. Month. like I lost mine yesterday and these are already flying exactly like I remember them. <laughs> well, my, mine, like mine's flying more like an MD4 at this point. Like it's, yeah. it's, uh, I, if I lose mine, I'm going to be pretty upset because mine's beat in just like straight. Like, so it's, it's, uh, I, I need to go get it. Cause that thing is, they beat in good. Like, it's not like it's like cut up or anything, but it's, it's scuffed. I probably have 2000 throws on it at least like probably the most throws of anyone, obviously, but I have like 2001. I just think you, know <laughs> you just lost yours. Yours is in the water. That was the fall oh, 2001. That's when he breaks after 2000. Yeah. You would know that if you passed that. I, I've been trying. Like I've only I've I've bagged two of them. I bagged one, and then I decided I liked another stamp after one round with that one, and then I've thrown that same one since November. Hmm. So um, I've got a green one set off to the side because I think the greens are more overstable. So I was thinking about double bagging, just going like straight versus. Yeah, I well, I, my one Ursus is too straight now, so sometimes I want something to go a little bit more right on my flicks. So I don't know if I want to put a green Ursus in, or I have a Moab in that slot right now. My green ones are all puddle topped. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's what, what makes them more overstable. The green's a more puddle for me. Yeah, and that's what I like about them. I've been digging my puddle tops lately, and that green Ursus is all I've ever known. And like I keep hearing you say, like, oh, I think it's the most overstable. So it's like, well, I don't want any of the other Ursus. I'm gonna stick with my greens because um, those things are amazing. Yeah, they're the greens are definitely flat. I mean, I think the rest of them are basically the same, um, like same dome. The greens are really the only ones that don't have like a little like. I mean, they're all flat. But, yeah, there's not much. Like you can see a tiny dome on this red one, but it's yeah. not much. Yeah. Um, I saw in chat, uh, Paige, can we order hats from your own stash? Yes, you can. Just send me a message, and I'll get you taken care of. I think we're doing 35 shipped. Um, that's pretty much just a little bit over cost and get some shipped to you guys. So I'm not making too much on any of them. Just wanted to get them out there and spread the good word with Terminal Velocity. <laughs> spread the good word. Have you met our Lord and Savior? Get that your... <laughs> <laughs> Well, at this point, we can uh, pivot over to the hot topic of the week. Which was of the week. Are we talking about this late? shooting 16 down? Oh, oh, that topic. That topic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Miss Elaine King. Should I keep this in the bag? Like, I don't feel right. I don't. Should I wipe her name? I just, I feel like it's. Are you serious? Are you, are you joking? <laughs> I can't button, tell. Let's <laughs> hear your, your take like, on it, Zach. Well, I saw a lot of people. I, 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 it's sad to me that people are like, running to the MVP page or whatever page and they're like wiping Elaine's name off their disc. And it's the same thing as like everything else where it's like, Oh, LeBron left Cleveland. Let me burn their Jersey. And Oh, someone said something I don't exactly agree with. So let's like get them fired from their job. Like I, I just, I don't like that in the community. Um, I, I don't think she meant it the way that she, it, it was being portrayed. I think she thought she was doing uh, Kristen a, a, a solid and just like, Hey, just to, like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where some dude was like smoking weed at a at a like tournament, and some dude was like, "Hey, you know that's against the rules." Like, you're gonna come off a little like lame, but it is against the rules. Like, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the maliciousness that people are like, "Oh, like she's she's like trying to get her to lose the round or something." Like, I didn't see that, but I'm kind of yeah. over it. 
I will say I don't, I don't necessarily see the maliciousness like in Elaine King, um, but I feel like for me there was like a lot of red flags. And the biggest one, like listening to her talk on Smashbox uh, TV or whatever it's called, was she wasn't sure if a rule was broken. She was very adamant that she just happened to see it. She wasn't sure, and just to be on the safe side, like it just kept bugging her every time she saw it. Like, like well, if you're not sure of it, you probably shouldn't have to like bring it up, especially while you're commentating. And they're competing like if you're not sure then you talk about it afterwards because that's normally the case like if i see like you know for example like cody he does like a foot fault or something and but he keeps doing it to where it's like well i'm not sure if it's intentional or unintentional let me talk to him afterwards like if i'm you know just guest host or whatever like i'm not going to call him out there and be like cody 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 let's look at this um and also like i just feel like that was like my biggest takeaway it's like well you didn't know and you got the savior complex in your head that you had to say something and you don't know. And that was my biggest issue with it. Yeah. But there's, there's also the, the side that like, I don't, I do not understand people wiping their discs or being like, I hate Elaine King because of what she did. What she did was a mistake. But what the issue I have is this just opens up a door for the outside parties to call out players who are playing on a card, which is not how it should be. She was clocked in as a DGN employee at the time and called a player out on a card. I, I could see that if she would have got disqualified from it. But it's not like it's not like they're calling in to call foot faults or hey, they were OB and they played that wrong, which probably would have like I assume if something happened in a round where we noticed that someone misplayed a hole later on they would get penalized for that. So I, I don't see that coming into play as far as like, what other rule are we talking about where um, like, I don't know, Elaine's going to be like, Hey, he footfalled And they're going to call down and be like, Hey, you just got stroked because Elaine footfaulted you. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I, I, I don't know. I, it's kind of a silly rule other than like, I, I wouldn't want, some rambunctious eight year old on my card in an A tier, a local A tier. Like some dude's like, well, I got to play this A tier, but my wife's making me watch the kids today. Like that wouldn't be cool. So I understand the rule, but at, at, at the professional level, I don't see it that big. It's not that big of a deal unless she was like running around doing stuff. But, and then the PJ, didn't they just move her off to the side and give her like a sign? So it's like she moved 15 feet away. Well, it's not like, like they, they kicked her off the park. Well, that was my issue, though. It's like, okay, this person, per PDGA rules, can't carry a bag for their mom, but all of a sudden they can carry the quiet sign and be a volunteer with no supervision. That was like, uh, but it's not a rule, but it's like, it's an inconsistency that is kind of just a blaring gap. But also, like, even within that, like, obviously it wasn't an issue for the first, like, two or three days of the, like, the major. She wasn't in it. She didn't. Because, no, that's what I mean. Like, so there was childcare provider. There was something that Tatar was able to figure out. And now to me, well, like this is a European traveling. They don't have all the support system over here. Clearly something fell through on the fourth day, which is why she needed the kids there. I, I think she went, I don't know if that was the situation or she just wanted her kid to see her win a tournament. I mean, but well, that's, she like, did. we're just like speculation. <laughs> um, that's like, that's what it is. And so that's where like the problem then later lies with like Elaine King because she doesn't know and she doesn't have the information and she's yeah. inserting herself in a situation yeah. and escalating it where it doesn't necessarily need to be escalated uh, uh, because 
Okay, similar situation. What about like when in the NBA playoffs, like um, Steph Curry brings his kid out to like the press conferences in between the games? Like, I don't know. It's it's kind of a similar situation where it's like, mm, come on, you don't need to really do that. But at the same time, it's like they're just they're being parents in that situation. I don't see a problem with it, and it's a, I think it's a stupid rule. And the PDGA was like, yeah, we have this stupid rule, so technically we have to follow it. But they'll probably get rid of that rule. I mean, it's, oh, I it's think, uh, yeah, I think the rule is stupid because also like the biggest, I think, fallback now of this is everyone's aware of the rule. And so now yeah. at your local C tier, if this kid is caddying for their mom and somebody wants to be like, dude, how old is your kid? That's against the rules. Now there's a little C tier kid is getting kicked out. The mom could be like potentially, you know, stroked or whatever. But also there was no clear indicator of what's supposed to happen once you get called out on that. Like. She wasn't yeah. sure if there was a DQ. That wasn't sure if there was a penalty stroke, a courtesy violation, or, yeah. or, or there's nothing written. So it's like, I, well, yeah, I think it should be this. No, oh, it ahead. should be this. It should be the same as any other caddy. Like if your caddy is being obnoxious, it's it reflects on you. So if you're the one bringing an eight year old to carry your bag for you, and your kid's like playing Fortnite in the background while you're trying to putt, then yeah, give them a stroke penalty. Like that's that's the risk they're willing to take. But I think the rule is probably gonna. I, I mean, and, I, and I can agree, like, I can see, like, the semblance of a lot of that and why the rule is written, but then, like, like I think the issue is, like, when are you going to reinforce and what are you not going to reinforce? Like, I think they brought up a really good point with caddies. If you reinforce this rule, Elaine King let how many people in caddy, not, not dress apparel, not PDGA-approved apparel, still walk around? And she, like, expertly dodged that question when brought up in Smashbox, but that's still, like, Oh hey, Chris Dickerson's wife is running around with not PDGA approved apparel. They should be disqualified for that because Dickerson would be disqualified for that. Um, like you start to add all of those up too, and so it's like, well, you're picking and choosing, and that's I think where like a lot of issues like arise for a lot of people is like you're picking and choosing which rule to enforce, and you're not being consistent with it, and that's that's my issue as well i have lots of them i guess i have lots of issues <laughs> yeah i think that that's the problem at this stage there's just so many issues so you just got all right let's just let's just give it a clear overview of the pga is growing we're going through some warts like this is something that's going to make our sport better in the future but yeah it's an unfortunate event and i don't think tatar lost because of this but whatever i think a lot of people have an issue with how it was done if like Someone on the card would have done it on their own volition. I don't think people would have had such a big deal. But an outside source sent a message to somebody on the card or to their caddy and said, hey, it just seemed kind of narkish by a lot well, of people. Narkish, but it also wasn't received. And then she brought somebody else in to make sure that the message was received. Like, like you sent the text and you're like, oh, well, you didn't respond to me and I don't see it called out. So now let me go and get another party to make sure that you like, oh, go look at your phone. And now, like, okay, now you're just doing a little too much. Like, for me, like, yeah. <laughs> and I've heard, like, and I don't know if any of this is true. I've heard that, you know, Elaine is friends with Paige and wanted her to win and was looking. I mean, nobody will ever know this. And like you said, did, uh, yeah, did Elaine King? Yeah, that's just hearsay. So, and I'm not one of the people that's going to, like, wipe her name off the thing. I don't. I don't care. I don't think she oh, did. I'm going, to, I'm going to Haley King because her last name's King. It's just going to get the white. Too. Anything with King. <laughs> All playing cards that have the King are just getting black. Dynamic out. discs, no King. Only no. King. <laughs> so, yeah, I think a lot of people are having just an issue with she should, she should not have been the one. Elaine King should not have been the one that made the call. Yeah, and like the, the whole would it have changed the outcome of, of the, the round? 
Nobody who knows? knows? It could have. The, the thing is, is that disc golf, it's a huge mental game. And a mental wrench was thrown in the middle of it by an outside party. And that's what... Would it have changed it? Probably not. But it could have. And I think that's what it kind of has the people getting upset about it. Um, and the fact that it was sent to the main person that she's going against, Caddy. Well, I'll uh, go back to like Zach's original point to where there's this like this kind of toxic side of disc golf and it seems like people are just like dying to be toxic. Like, you know, we had Nate Perkins call the Castro out four years ago on coverage. Somebody on surface that brought it to light and they're all like, oh, look at Perkins calling the Castro out. And then here we are like needing to reinforce the rule and people are using like, well, nobody calls the Castro out. It's like, well, you just gave Perkins <coughs> for four years ago for calling him out. And now you're saying everybody needs to call the Castro out and Gannon Burr is starting to take a lot of time as well. And that's starting to add up. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day too, like knowing that whether this was like handled right or like correctly or incorrectly, we have a very toxic community that are just like waiting at the point to be toxic and spew all of this like hatred. And I think that was like a big result because a lot of people had a lot of examples real quick to pull up. Like they were just waiting for something like this to happen. And then here we are on Jonesboro and things are kind of already like moving past it and people are still wanting to hold on to this versus like, you know, what do we expect? How do we create change? And that's where like change is going to happen. That has to happen, right? Because better believe like if they keep this rule, they're going to have a structure around this rule. They're going to have, you know, A and B, C, like indents of them, like that is starting to talk about like in case to case situations. Because for me, I'm always like, you know, the whole respect your game movement, but we also got to figure out how to respect like mothers when daycare like falls through or, or, or because if Tatar has to pull out because she doesn't have daycare for her kid on day four of the championship, that's not okay. You know? And so there has to be some of these things that allow for some support and conversations to happen while not being just absolutely toxic. You can be upset. You can be disappointed. You can have your opinions, but don't just spew a bunch of hate just to spew hate because Yeah. yeah. I think that's where it kind of goes to is like all these hypothetical situations you brought up just now where it's like, oh, she didn't have daycare and she's a struggling mother. So she had to bring her daughter on the course. And it's like they, everyone jumped to the immediate worst like case scenario. And that's probably not what happened. Can we be honest and say that she probably could have found someone to watch that, that kid if she wanted to? And it's not like it's they made it seem as bad as possible so they could be as angry as possible. Because at the end of the day, all we want to do on Facebook right now is just get angry. And it's like, oh, well, this this could have happened, this could have happened, this could have happened, but I, I'm going to post this because this is what's going to make me and most people the most angry. And that's just, I, I think that's just like the situation our society is in right now where it's like, oh, well, this is pretty rational. Like, yeah, they probably shouldn't have done that. Or I could just be pissed off. And it's like, what's more fun, guys? <laughs> Not and, 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 it, and it goes with everything. It's like everything, it, it's just like, Every disc that's made right now, you get like, oh, well, Halo Polecats come out. Like, half the population's like, yes, finally. And then half the population's like, well, why wasn't it a Halo Eagle? Or Discmania makes something and it's like, well, why didn't you make enough? Or like, oh, I don't like this plastic. Or, oh, it's just Trilogy. Like, people are just, they're just being mad about stuff. They will complain about anything. Well, half of us will. Half of us will just be cool with it. But yeah, it's. What if they're going to. They're going to pick apart anything. Like, I mean, the Halo Polecat is a great example. I saw somebody complaining about the Halo not taking. And I think any of us spent, like the, last, 
Well, Innova spent the last year saying we can't do this Halo in this mold, and it yeah. became the meme, and they did it. And then people were like, well, you couldn't do it like I wanted. It's like, well, shit, they told you for a year they couldn't. I like it. I think it turned out yeah, cool. I cool. Like, yeah, I Did think they look it? sick. Yeah, I got a couple. Man. They just dropped more like an hour ago. Yeah, yeah, I was at baseball practice for my kid. I, you can find them. The people, people keep buying them up and thinking they can resell them for $700. So you'll be able to buy one for 30 So don't worry. Yeah, and they're, and they're going to, you know, they're selling out. So they're going to keep I got making a rattler for that. I mean, how many runs of the the sections did they come out? Like, they if they're gonna sell out. They're gonna keep pumping them out. Eight thousand. Yeah, but we do need I some Halo Eagles. I will st- kill Halo still Eagles for sure. What? I will continue to throw this disc. I don't care whose name's on it. It's a fantastic disc. <laughs> yeah, and that's I, why Cody's the worst, guys. That's why Cody's the worst. He doesn't stand by his convictions. Earlier, he was like, "I should wipe this," and then now, no, all of a it was sudden, a question. I said, do I need to wipe this with all the people? So calm yourself. <laughs> I regret yeah. I mean, it's there's awesome obviously good. a couple instances of like, okay, like maybe we shouldn't be throwing Anton bosses. No, but, that's, yeah. that's, that's a different story. Okay? <laughs> like if, if I had a, if I had a dude on my card, he's like, oh yeah, I only throw Anton this. I'd be like, that's that's a little suspicious. <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, like, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, it's a disc. Well, and that's the thing, like, with PDGA in general, right? It's growing. The The amount of growth that it had over this last year is unprecedented, and that's going to come with growing pains. That's going to come with things that, like, never happened, and those lessons are going to be learned. Like, that's part of that growth. It's not, like you said, like, it's not an Anton serious level. It's, okay, she got, like, made to be this person. She's a little bit of a Karen. Okay, yeah. I I will say I laughed when she's like, "Well, my local community was is super like on top of the rules, and they know it." I was like, "Yeah, if I had you in my community, we probably would be too." That was my first thought because it's like, "Oh, if you have a Karen, everyone's gonna be aware of the rules." The um, new Karen King reactor. Mm. <laughs> but also, I don't feel like you throw the baby out with the bathwater, and I don't think you you wipe them, you burn the plastic, you refuse to sell like MVP because. If you have Elaine Keen as the worst MVP, you have probably one of the nicest guys in Conrad balancing them out, and it's still a great company. <laughs> I like that's how you look at it. She may be the worst, but Conrad's the nicest, so they're still okay. You're still in the yeah. middle, MVP. She's not that bad. She made a mistake, and it was just yeah, like, it brought I, a lot of things to. to I don't think it was a mistake. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty like. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of her as a commentator, but I'm not mad at all at what she did. I, I don't even think it's a mistake. I think she she was looking at it in a different way, and then it came off a different way. I think she just did something thinking that she was being cool, like, oh, I'm going to help this person out, and it was not taken that way. No. I just can't stand people with savior complexes, and that's just all that she just decided to to get there. But that's also my own personal stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Don't need to dive. <laughs> Paige has a lot of issues. <laughs> and Savior Complex is definitely one of them. But let's move on, guys. Let's move on to better and positive things. We have Jonesboro and all you Dismaniacs. Um, guess who's back? Gavin Rathbun. Um, he's no longer DM, but he once upon a time he was, and now he's Dynamics. But I'm so excited to see him back and see how he's throwing, see how his arms kind of healing, and see what he does. So, is there anything you guys are excited about for Jonesboro? Um, 
I'm excited to see these big arms come out because Jonesboro is, you know, if you can throw really far, you're going to get pretty far. Um, these big arms? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's this is a, you know, it's the first course that really plays to the big arms. I don't think any other courses yet have been like dominant, but, like long. Uh, Vegas. Vegas. Vegas is not that. <laughs> What? Yes, Vegas is, yes Vegas is the most that. Vegas is that. Okay. <laughs> but it was windy. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. Sand trap there you go. <laughs> it was windy. windy. You can't throw far when it's windy. Uh, I think argument Memorial <laughs> is all about big arms, it's big hyzers. Yeah. Uh, Texas Swing, not so much, but. Half of Waco? <laughs> no. Not okay, really. Like, Four, four holes of a Waco. All right, I forgot about Vegas. The I new Texas it. States lineup was kind of big armed, mm-hmm. but this one yeah. is like this has some really Belton. Good holes. Belton's big arm. Yeah, don't get don't get Paige arguing about. I'm not arguing. I'm just like proving Josh I wrong. Goes on. <laughs> I, I mean, if you look at the the courses, I mean, we're going. I mean, so I went to Texas States, and I don't know how much y'all like watch that, but Tyler is like the hub of disc golf and they took it from like one of the best wooded courses in the country and they said let's make this more spectator friendly and they combined like the three courses on the compound and just made it look like a normal like golf course like mm. they turned like a course that should have been like uh what wr jackson or whatever and they turned it into uh, a vegas so that the spectators could watch it because it is hard to spectate in the woods and so i mean that's kind of a little bit off um on a tangent, but I think we're going to see that more and more as the, the game evolves to allow spectators. We're just going to be throwing hyzers. Well, I will say like, I mean, that, that is, I don't think it necessarily a tangent because I think it's a conversation worth having, especially when you start to look at like championship level courses and who you're catering to and how you should be catering to it. Um, because like, I think WR Jackson is one of those like came out and I will be curious about the numbers look like to that compared to like even Memorial where it's a little bit smaller of a tier tournament and, you know, but you can see it all because it is hard to film in there. It is hard to spectate in there. And um, granted, I don't think we need to transition to full ball golf courses. Like I'm a firm believer, like Roy G Guerrero needs to be on the pro tour. I think it's a pro tour level of course, but I think there needs to be a balance. Like if we have 12 pro tours, there needs to be like four that are like wooded and technical four that is like golf course. And then one that's kind of a mixture of both of them where you get like long wooded like holes and big open holes. And that's like where I kind of lean towards because like one of the things I love about Blue Lake, um, you can see Drew Gibson lead card, but we also saw Michael Johansson lead card. And that's a course that, yes, it rewards bombers, but also rewards the guy that's throwing Comets 350 controlling. Um, My favorite favorite course on the tour is probably Hornet's Nest Mm because there's nothing cooler than seeing like calvin throw an eagle 400 feet through five foot gaps yeah because i mean don't get me wrong i i don't bomb but watching some dude throw a 500 foot hyzer like you're just like oh you throw far it's boring and it's like 500 foot hyzer make a 15 foot putt 18 holes in a row not that interesting but it's awesome to watch those guys kick because when you're throwing 500 feet you kick a tree you go 300 feet off the fairway and then guys are just throwing it in the air like it's cool to like see them scramble. Like, all right, what's what's Simon gonna do here? It's like, all right, I've never seen a dude do this before. Like on coverage, they're like, there's not a there's not a lineup there. But that, no, I, I don't know. 
I will say like Jonesboro, I really like Jonesboro because not only are you battling crazy elevation, long fairways, but you also have that wooded aspect of it and knowing your landing zones and how to navigate that because you have water, you have out of bounds, you have this so much on this course um, mixed in with elevation. And so, but well, I'm, oh, go ahead. Who do y'all think is going to win this year? We can just go straight to that because this is an eagle, eagle course, but eagle, I, I guess he's still coming back from his injury. Kyle yeah. Klein last year, what did he lose by like a stroke? Like, mm-hmm. uh, he's he hasn't been playing great this year. I mean, I guess you got to go, Paul. Paul Wysocki. Wysocki. Nah, I'm a Wysocki fan. Mm-hmm. I like Ricky. I, I lean Heimberg. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Heimberg's game kind of yeah. matches up really with it. I think I, his putting, and I think he just needs that little bit of like push to break through because he's always top fiving. And, like, Jonesboro is one of those ones where he's always, like, I think poised and ready to break through, like, there because it just suits his game so well. Like, Destroyer, yeah. Eagle, that's all he needs. <laughs> and that's he has a forehand now. Bag. Destroyers and Eagles. That's it. That's my bag. And he has a forehand now. Like, nobody's talking about Calvin's freaking forehand. <laughs> that's, that's that Toro. He was showing that off recently. It looked pretty good. And He's nobody, yeah, nobody really about it. Yeah, he doesn't have that power that like some of the top guys like Eagle have. But he's gotten to the point now where he's he's he can throw them. Yeah, I mean his signature discs are all like flick discs now. I mean Draco, Draco, <laughs> Toro is not technically his yet, but I mean yeah. it will be. Um, you think but it I will think... be? Oh, speaking of which, have y'all thrown the new Halo destroyers? I have. Another, I love another them. tangent. Oh my gosh! I threw like I have a one of the orange ones, and it's the, pretty yeah, over- the, the chartreuse. Yeah, so I got one of those, um, and it's pretty stable. Not as overstable as last year's run. And I then will- I got a blue blue rim. The blue rim is disgusting. You need to get but- yourself a black rim. I've thrown all colors of them. White is the most overstable. Those are as stable as last year. The chartreuse is kind of that neutral to overstable. The black ones are super domey with the glide, but are flippy like the blues. They just yeah. have late flight stability, and those blues are like a little bit flatter. Um, unless they're the domey one, the domey one's gonna fly like a black. Oh. Um, they're just they yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, four different flights in four different like colors. I I mean I bought ten. I bought ten of the black rims because I instantly clicked with it. Yeah, I'm gonna need more. I need a jammer. Uh, I have a blue one for you. Flippy's <laughs> <Blue, 50's> fine <laughs> with me because this is like un, unusable almost. Like, yeah. unless I throw it straight into run? a tornado, I like it does not go far. I might as well throw my felon. You could bag both. I mean, I got I got some turn out of these, and I was like first throw with it. I, I forehanded it, and it it was just nasty. It just turned over a little bit, and it was like the furthest I've ever flicked on one hole at my course. I had a little bit of right to left. It just kind of held it up, and it, yeah, one throw with it. It was like my first throw in a tournament, and I was like, "Well, I threw it the entire tournament." After one throw, I was like, "Okay, this is good." So I just Bring kept throwing it. To a it just clicked with you. Crazy, dude. Threw it the whole time, dude. I've been in tournaments before, and between rounds was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna switch the bag up." Like, <laughs> I, I, I know, like, I have probably like 20, 30 discs, like that are just in in the in the, in the bullpen, you know, just ready. Yeah. Like sometimes it's too windy. I'm like, I'm gonna stable up my putters. I'm, I'm wild. <laughs> no, that's where like I wish more people would like 
I do that because I think there's a confidence factor and a comfortability factor. But when I switched to Marvels, it was like literally on a whim. Like Saturday, I was like having a putting woes. I had a different tournament Sunday, and I was like called my buddy. I was like, "Hey, you have a marble? Bring it with me." And then I shot. I put it night lights out. And I was like, "Okay, I'll make this commitment to a marble." Um, Maybe I'm it's just afraid. I just <laughs> I suck just enough that I'm like. It won't matter that much. <laughs> I was at a tournament and a guy stopped at the fly mart between holes and put a berg in there and kept playing. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I think that's technically illegal. You cannot change Definitely, it. definitely illegal. Yeah. It's, no. it's not one you just bought, I don't think, right? Uh yeah. As long as it's uniquely marked. I don't I don't know if you're allowed to go to your car like mid Because the even one, one guy was like someone was like, Hey, you guys didn't earn playing with anything there, and the guy was like, Nah, I'm good. And it was in his bag already. <laughs> Like, oh, like, I'm not oh, knocking no. him out. I'm not gonna. I'm not oh, gonna you knock. just hey, you just Elaine King, bro. Cody, Cody King, Cody King, beer deck. See, see? it's Here natural. See, everyone's done that in a tournament. Going back, everyone has had that moment where they're like, "Hey, man, probably shouldn't do that. I'm not gonna say anything. Probably shouldn't do that." Oh, like, I don't know the rules. I didn't say anything. The other dude said it. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like I've been, I've been on cards with narcs before, where it's like a guy's like smoking a cigarette. He's like, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not gonna say anything. But maybe someone else might say something. But that's against the rules." Like, what does smell bad? I mean, I'm not a pro. Like, whatever. But I mean, if you saw Paul like lighting up a cigarette like right before hole 17, that'd be amazing, though. <laughs> if he was smoking, while he it, I'd be cool. Oh my like, gosh! Watch this. Puts it in, puts it in his ear. He's like, yeah. drains the sixty footer. Dude, if Ooh. if Paul just started playing with like a black and mild, like <laughs> just black and mild wood tip Paul. <laughs> so there's like the XFL, which is like the extreme version. We're gonna have like extreme disc golf, where just people just smoking. No, we're we're going back to yeah, the nineties. Bars you miss the putt, you gotta like chug a beer. Have y'all yeah, watched chug. like the USDGCs from like nineteen ninety nine? The dudes are like blue jean shorts and tank tops, like smoking cigarettes, has like a six pack. Like it's, um, I mean, it's in like 420p, but go watch it because it's like some dude's just like, he, you could tell he doesn't care at all. He like pulled up. He's just like, yeah, uh, big tournament, I guess. Climo, dude, Climo smoked a bunch. Well, yeah, that's why he's got that Iron Leaf voice, but yeah, you can tell on his voice. Hey, still got the birdie. Did you see when Parsby was telling that story and Parsby's lighting up in between it? Like, yeah, you got to. Dude, yeah. speaking of which, like, I got to hang out with Barsby a little bit and Tyler. Dude's the coolest person on earth. Like, just just the vibes. <laughs> the vibes were immaculate. He just, like, just didn't even know me. He was just bullshit with me immediately. Just like, what's up, man? He's like, I don't want to tell the story online, but, yeah, it, it, I loved him. He was amazing. <laughs> Ooh, we got after hours lounge conversations of brewing. Yeah, that's how cool he was. Like, dude just straight met me and started telling me stories that I was like, I can't tell that to anybody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you talk about your experience uh, vending, like Texas states and everything? How was that for you? Uh, I mean, I, I vended there last year. I vended there this year. And I think they kind of like, like I said, they changed things up to spectate, like for spectators. And it wasn't as good for vendors this year um, because to get into the, the like the the compound, you had to have like a spectator pass. So there weren't as many people just like meandering around because if you're going to spectate a three hour round, you aren't showing up super early to like go buy discs first. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got to play a lot of disc golf. 
um, I had a crew with me, a couple dudes, and we would go play around in the morning. We'd go sell some discs, and then I was like, all right, let's go. Let's go play some. Like, so we left early. We packed up early. So I, I got a full-time job, so we sold some discs, but at the same time, I was out there to have some fun. I will okay. say that's one of the things, like, I noticed, like, even in Vegas, like, the difficulties, like, what I mentioned for vendors, because they're keeping so many people out, like, I know, like, you don't, like, let people spectate, like, just to don't let anybody wander around, but, like, you should be able to, like, funnel some of these people that don't know through the vending area, get some additional sales, and then shoo them away because they can't spectate, or have, like, that kind of, like, yeah, you know, it's just, like, I, yeah, I just, once they get on the course, it's free, it's free game, you know, it's, like, unless they're selling like with your pass it comes with a colored shirt so if you see someone without that shirt on you're like hey man like you're not supposed to be here but mm -hmm. it's not like you could have like wristbands or something and like what if you meet some dude on like hole nine in the woods and you're like hey where's your wristband he's like oh i don't got one like all right walk back like yeah dude's just gonna walk in the woods like and come back worded that sentence. what if you met some guy in the woods on hole nine you're like what are you doing here man <laughs> like what, what? <laughs> What are you doing? The security. The security. Hey, man, what are you doing out on this hole, brother? Yeah, you gotta keep, make sure people got wristbands. Oh, you got a wristband? You can hang out in this woods all you want. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I mean, I feel like if you like funnel them through, the, like before the checkpoint, make them go through the vendors, and then there's a checkpoint, and then they have to come back if they don't get past the checkpoint. Like, I feel like that's like, because like, what's the difference? Like, at least in Vegas, it was like, you have your check in then vendors and then your three courses but it's like what difference would it have been to have like the vendors checkpoint courses and that mm. way you can pick up like because i mean people are like oh i didn't have my spectate pass i don't know but hey look here's this just there here's this that like i just feel like you need to create a, a way like disc offers are a, a, a people of uh, <laughs> uh they're, they're sneaky they, they might just they might just jump a fence and run around in the woods and then <laughs> what, what has happened to you in the past where you were so strange about this they're look, man look i mean we can all agree that i i'm not saying all disc offers follow rules so if you're like hey buy this 30 dollars ticket or hop a fence and then walk to a hole three there's gonna be some people that do it now should the pga just be like all right whatever like we'll, we'll sell our tickets and the people that sneak in sneak in but at the end of the day, it's not like they're losing the money that the vendors are losing. So they're just, what's the easiest way to manage the people? Let's do that. And it'll probably evolve. I mean, this is the first year that I've ever dealt with that. And um, another thing with that, it's like this is the first year that they ever, uh, they ever split up the AM and the pro weekends. So this year at Texas States, they had uh, pros one week, AMs the next week. So we're going to see that more often. So that kind of hurts vendors too, because after the guys get done throwing like an 850 uh, rated round, they go buy some discs because they're sad. That didn't happen this time. Cody. He's actually just banking on fear, disappointment, and sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my sales tactics. Hey, you just four putted. Come here. I got some. Yeah. Come here. You need a new putter. I could tell. I'm going to try and wear a ghillie suit and sneak onto a disc golf tournament now just to get by. Just doing well, it C tier. I will <laughs> say there was like the woods. Hello. <laughs> I think the Portland one last year. Um, if you go through like the golf course like uh, restaurant, you could just like push out to the driving range that's on the golf course side, and then it walk over, and nobody was catching anybody, so everyone was like 
just pushing through the restaurant of like, oh hey, hey, hey. And then just like kind of booked it to the greeter. Then you can follow. They didn't have their wrist, they had wristbands and they didn't have them. Nobody was like really checking. So I, I get it. I guess they're trying to cut down on that. I'm just I don't know. I'm for the people and I'm for the vendors. See, like at Camden Yards, which is where the Orioles play, you can go into the team store, which is connected to the stadium. You can go in there without a ticket. So you can actually go from the store. You can go into the store from outside the stadium, shop, and then leave. And Zach's gone. Oh, cool. He must not have liked what we had to say. This guy. What the- <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so like you can go shopping and then you can, you can go into the stadium if you have a ticket, but I'm sure there's ways you could like sneak in. But they still at least let you shop before if you didn't buy a ticket. There's definitely ways to approach it to make it better for the people running the booths and selling stuff. Well, even Disneyland, right? Like they acknowledge like they're not making the money off the rides; they're making money off of people like going to there. So like Disneyland has like that whole village where you don't need a ticket to be in, and you're just buying a bunch of stuff. I'm not worried about the financials aspects of Disney. They got enough money. My point is if this multi-billion dollar organization acknowledged like, you know, accessing, you know, brands and merchandise like PDGA, who is multi-thousand dollar organization, should be able to kind of adopt a similar strategy and take care of the vendors so they're more willing to travel the PDGA. Because if it's not profitable for a vendor, how many years are we away from people stopping to vend at these events outside of just pure you know, tour series and, you know, their own like touring pros. Um, That's kind of my point. Good point. Yeah. I I think. mm, You hear me? Yeah. But you're kind of choppy and robotic. Oh, I switched over my laptop. My phone was about to die. Oh, what is cut you off? Cut you out. Is it not good? (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, it sounds better now. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's going to keep evolving, and I mean, we'll see. I, I don't think it was – I think people still made money. It just wasn't as good as the year before. So, um, yeah, I think it's just going to keep evolving, and I, we're at the, the precipice of the sport. It's just the very beginning, and in 10 years, it's we're not going to know what – like, it's going to be a completely different sport, I think. Yeah, it's going to be Frisbee golf. <laughs> with our pseudo jocks and our hippies and no so and there's the a in today that talked about the way we dressed sorry if you guys didn't read that i'm a journalist by nature so i read everything no <laughs> all right guys well whatever i'm falling flat so fuck y'all let's what? find out no. <laughs> there could be children and caddies listening please so, Let's go, Cody. Closing thoughts. Mm, I didn't fall asleep tonight. So that's a plus. Um, I would say don't get caught up in all of the hate. Yes, I don't agree with how it went down with the whole Elaine King and all that um, catty, I guess, nonsense. But at the same time, you know, I don't know her true intentions. I don't know why she did it. So I'm not going to like destroy her disc. I'm not going to like badmouth her because she is a human. I'm sure we have all made mistakes. So uh, don't be part of this like cancel culture for a lady that I don't think really did anything malicious. So think about things before you say them, people, because I've seen some pretty like blatant and hateful speech about it all. So it's it's a game. Give her some grace. Free Elaine. I mean, I don't think she's in jail, Zach, but sure. If 
if that's going to be your tent post. So I don't agree with how she did it. I don't agree with how it was done, but I'm not going to also like crucify her for this. Well, I appreciate that. Um, Josh, closing thoughts? <laughs> yes. So if you're going to be a, um, a sneaky disc golfer and sneak into a, <laughs> to a tournament, don't sneak into a tournament to go watch. Sneak into the tournament to go buy from the vendors out there trying to make some money. Then go home and watch it on Chomez. Be sneaky. Sneak up on Zach, sneak up on Zach and scare him. Yeah. <laughs> we got to keep disc golf weird. We got to keep the sneaky. <laughs> got to keep. Isn't that Portland saying keep Portland weird or something? Yeah, no. but Austin still every Austin does it. Every crazy <laughs> city is like, oh, we're weirder than everyone else. Yeah. So, um, also, yeah, Portland's just weirder, and we're also copycats. Like, we never like take the first step on anything. Like when they legalized weed, we had to let like Washington and Cal- our Colorado do it before we did it. Um, even though everyone's like, oh, Oregon's gonna do it. It's like, no, they wait until it becomes a thing and then does it. They're like the like the the not the hipsters, but the ones that are right after the hipsters. So whoever those are, that's Portland. Y'all legalized mushrooms though, right? Or decriminalized? Uh, decriminalized, yeah, and yeah. legalized them for like some psychological yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm running a mini every Saturday, like um, at my local course. And the other day, this dude like walked up and he was like, "We're I'm doing like my announcements." And he had like a bag of mushrooms and he was just like, you guys want any? It was just eating them before this like round. And I was, they were actually just mushrooms off a of pizza. He just wanted to look cool. <laughs> no. yeah. There's mushroom gatherers out there here in Oregon. Like I've been playing a couple of courses and you're like, are those guys playing? And you throw all, and then you're like, no, these guys are foraging like yeah. the mushrooms. And they're all out there with yeah. their bag. And We have that with pecan trees. But... Pecan okay. What is yeah. going on in Texas? Dude, we have pecan trees, and people just be out there with like these pecan rakes, and they're just like uh, they like roll and they pick pecan up pecan rakes. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, and so you're trying to play a course, and there's these like there's like a whole family just like picking up pecans, and Zach just throwing at them. Get out of my way! Yeah. Well, Zach, that leads us to you. Any closing thoughts? Um, no, not really. Nothing important. Um, free Elaine King. Um, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. Um, I mean, she's 60 years old. She's probably lost. Didn't know you don't she want to was. say anything about like your new disc coming out? Here's your chance. No, I was like, ah, I got nothing to do. Don't worry about the color versus is coming out in two to four weeks. Just <laughs> I, I, maybe I'll reach out to Elaine King and see if she wants to do something. We'll get if you make an Elaine King Ursus, I'll buy it. There. Yeah. Man, I w- yeah. I, I would be. Like the other plastic. It'd be cool to see her throw one. I don't know. What, what do you think the most overstable disc she throws is? A reactor. A reactor. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, true. But yeah, uh, look out for the color glow. We're waiting on the shipment of plastic, but um, should be getting molded in the next week or so. Um, we'll be doing a limited drop, um, about fifty to hundred with a limited stamp, and then after that, uh, we'll have about a one that'll be dropped. Like I said, hopefully early summer. I'm just kind of playing it by ear right now. It's it's the same situation with every other company right now. Like when infinite orders something, they don't know when they're getting it from Innova. So hopefully soon. So just keep your uh, ear to the ground and get ready. Cause I think they're going to be pretty sweet. All right. Well, my closing thoughts are pretty simple. Um, we talked a little bit about it tonight, but championship level courses should chat or, you know, should 
channel championship level players it should be built for them pdga is continuing to evolve and we need to continue to evolve our perception of what championship level courses are so um with that guys i had an amazing time we are here weekly um live now on dm buy it now and the community disc golf lounge for you just joining us for the first time we are on spotify we are on apple podcasts we are on youtube and google podcasts kind of wherever you get your podcasts we're on there so you can hear us you can watch us but we try to do it live every friday at 6 p.m and mondays is when it goes live on all of those other platforms so this is where you can kind of come in chat with us we're just super excited that you guys joined us if you stuck it through awesome if you're gonna watch us later even like cooler like subscribe all of those things guys we have an absolute blast doing this zach thank you so much for being our special guest so with that keep jamming it in the rough